Hi and welcome to this Formula One podcast. This podcast is a part of Podcast Sport. I'm Oscar and I'm joined by my co-host Ashisha. Hello, I'm Daniel and we're here today to talk about the Austria Grand Prix coming up this upcoming weekend. But as usual, we're going to start off with the last, last race in France. And for the sixth time this season, and we're only eight races in, it's Lewis Hamilton on the top spot. And for the fourth time this season, it's Bottas in second behind him. So, yeah, we're back to it. Oh, Mercedes 1-2. And Leclerc was close to catching Bottas at the very last laps after a safety car restart. But other than that, the Mercedes were just in the cross of the round again. So yeah, yeah, well, we're they back are leaving to it. the others in the dust. Yeah, and uh, the Bottas said before the race because he he really wants to pick up the the points now. He needs to pick up the points to try to bring that fight back with Hamilton for the drivers' championship. And he said that I have got to start. Uh, if I don't get past him in the start, it's race over. Like, if I don't get past him in the, like, first half a lap, on the first lap, it's like he's going to win. And um, race happened, the start happened, and, and Bottas never got close. Yeah, he, he's he was good at right. keeping the first <laughs> He's really good at that. Yeah. Just uh, well, yeah. look at what he did uh, a few races ago with uh, Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hating on Hamilton at all, but he's a little bit too good right now, yeah. and his car is, is too good beneath him as well. So, but at the same time, it's really, it's actually kind of interesting just to see Mercedes because they have just massive amount of money, and they already had a good car last year. But the way they can dominate. A season like this I haven't seen it before of course I haven't watched F1 for that long but still this kind of domination I, I didn't think was possible in, in, a, in a racing sport like this yeah it's it's really too much domination for my taste when it comes to that I like Mercedes they're a good team but this is too much domination yeah we hope that sometime Ferrari or Red Bull will close in on them, or perhaps McLaren, because <laughs> we a little bit to talk about them today as well. They had an amazing French Grand Prix, and they are really leading the the midfield right now. Um, but yeah, this year perhaps not, but what happen? Mm. But yeah, the, uh, it was a really interesting. We, Some positions were interesting, at least. Yeah. We already touched on it. Leclerc in third. Started third. So, I mean, the, the top three was exactly the same from start to finish. Yeah. They did switch positions throughout the race, I, I believe. Yeah, they did. Actually, yeah, they did. But same. Verstappen finished fourth. A really good race. Also, actually started fourth, so that the top four uh, ended the same way they started. 
said before the race that he hoped to bring the fight to Leclerc, but he never really stood the chance. Actually, the fire was too quick. Or finishing in fifth, started in seventh behind both the McLarens. Um, McLarens, but not much more. <laughs> so I think a kind of disappointing race for him. I, uh, even though he got fastest lap, which is always good, but I think he had hoped way more from from this race than he than he managed to get out of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, Carlos Sainz in sixth for McLaren, Lando Norris in ninth. Yeah, it was an interesting race. Really yeah, it was. We never really saw McLaren during the race. Like they were, they were in the screens a little bit when Vettel overtook them both at the start of the race. But after that, it pretty much just disappeared from the from the coverage because they were just in a class of their own. They, they were behind the top three teams, but they were way ahead of the other midfield teams. They were just gliding along in sixth and seventh place, and it went just awesome all the way to. Uh, to lap 43 I believe let me remind myself yes 43 when uh, Norris's uh, engineers came on the radio and told them yeah don't use DRS um, you're not allowed to use DRS and that was the start of a uh, hydraulic failure that uh, not only made him drop signs uh, in front of him but actually uh, made it possible for Ricardo Raikkonen and Hulkenberg uh, to catch up, and the last uh, last red lap um, into turn seven and eight, the uh, the uh, little turn on the long Mistral straight, the uh, DRS straight on the back back end, um, uh, had a Ricardo didn't attempted overtake, went off the track, went on track. And according to the refer- the um, the FIA, uh, did it in such a way that he forced Russell off the track into turn eight, and he got a five second penalty. While this happened, Raikkonen went on on the inside, passed him. Ricardo chasing down went outside the track again, and remember it's tarmac outside the track and not grass or or gravel or anything like that. So it's he was just as fast outside, and actually used. The gravel out, oh, sorry, the tarmac outside of the track to get past Reichland. So another five seconds for leaving the track and gaining advantage. So Ricardo finished seventh, but with those two penalties, actually got launched down to 11th and totally missed the points. Yeah, and that uh, circuit is pretty interesting in that way that it's so hard to know where you're supposed to drive. Well, I don't think it's hard to know there to drive, but there's no penalty for being a little bit too aggressive. Like Ricardo into into turn seven, he came a little bit too quick and he uh, braked a little bit too late. He got a little bit understeer and all of a sudden he was outside the track, but he didn't lose any pace out there because it's still tarmac. So he can come back on with full pace, the same as the passing on Reckoning, sorry. Mm-hmm. But if you're not uh, like super focused, you could miss a turn. Yes. 
you can absolutely they are on the on the straight because it's actually kind of hard to to see that turn to see that turn seven uh, if you don't know where it is. Yeah, so an interesting end to the race <laughs> for those four drivers. Yeah, definitely. Of course, then it ended with with Raikkonen in the seventh, Hulkenberg in eighth, Norris in ninth. Although he was, as said, set for seventh the entire race. Pierre Gasly got saved after I would say a really poor race. He started in eighth, I believe, right behind. Uh, no, he started in ninth. He was behind Ricardo and ahead of Giovinazzi in tenth after qualifying. Uh, and yeah, he did not have a good race. And it was kind of sad, in a way, it's kind of sad to see him because, yeah, he started on, on the super softs, just like Giovinazzi, that were only, or the softs, sorry, <laughs> missed that there. Um, they were the only two cars, started on the softs, and it was said before that it was going to be very hard to make it around because uh, this, this track and this heat that was this weekend just ate the softs. And just you, you couldn't get for, far before they uh, really got bad, both for speed and grip. So yeah, it really yeah, seemed yeah. like the, uh, that tarmac yeah. was really eating those tires because they were going yeah. away and they were going away fast. Yeah, like it almost yeah. It's like no it wonder melted. that. Yeah. It's no wonder that pretty much every car on the on the field made a medium hard or a hard medium yeah. uh, around this track, because it might even be. I heard uh, a uh, expert commentator actually said that um, uh, maybe they just uh, chose the FIA chose the wrong tires or the or Pirelli, whoever chooses the tires out of the five possible compounds. C one to C five. It's a naming system we don't have to go into. Uh, details about that but maybe they chose two softs and it should have actually gone one step so hard so the ones that were now mediums would be the softs and the ones to be hard in this race would have been the mediums um perhaps that would be better um in, since that would be like the normal way when it comes to how much a, a tire grains on a circuit so yeah, but yeah th this was really unusual according to me at least like that those tires went away so fast yeah yeah I, don't, I think i I don't think i've ever seen softs being eaten up that fast around a circuit that it's seen as unusable in a race situation like yeah, a lot of uh, cars actually it's do, the first time i've ever seen do, that uh, softs like soft medium or something like that not medium hard yeah like i don't see hearts getting used that of that much Mm. No, it's rare you see hearts absolutely in, in races, unless it's a, a normal two stop where they go soft hard or something like that, but not to make try to make a, 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 a medium a, hard. Uh, I think that's the first time I've seen that. Yeah, maybe some other uh, like those smaller teams do it, but not everyone. But yeah, uh, Hamilton was like always uh, too damn good. My way to put it. And I feel sorry for you know Giovinazzi in one way that he was driving so good in the qualification. He shocked me. 
Then he finished yeah, I, I, way there. Yeah, I believe it was Giovinazzi's only second Q3 appearance in his entire career. Of course, this is his, his first full season. Um, and it's only been eight races. But yeah, it's not the race I think he hoped for. But as I said, he also started on the softs. And he had to pit very early. And I think he actually had to make a two-stop. Um, I think he was one out of two cars, I think, on the race day that was forced to make a two-stop. The other one was uh, George Russell, which had to pit for a damaged front wing after trying to overtake his teammate, Robert Kubica. So this actually, when we talk about Williams, sadly, they're still at the bottom, and this race actually showed how far behind them they are again. I think uh, Robert Kubica was a minute after the closest driver, which was Magnussen. Um, and that's just, that's not good. Yeah, and Russell, and, Russell wasn't showing him yeah. uh, his huge shots all of today. Or uh, that race. Well, pure race pace, I think he was faster than Kubica. But yeah, this was not a good Williams circuit, definitely. But this actually makes it the, only, the first time this season that Kubica actually uh, finished higher up than Russell. Which, I don't know how many um, saw that before the season. If I kind of thought that Kubica would still be the first driver and Russell would take a little bit to learn, even though I was I was questioning how well Kubica would do, but I thought it would be better than he showed up this far. So, but I, I think, I guess good for him, but he didn't seem that satisfied with the after the race in the in the uh, interviews. So, yeah, but uh, this wasn't one of the more race with the most happening. Uh, but a little bit surprising sometimes, at least. Yeah, but I was really having high hopes for McLaren there for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they actually they really seem to be the the four strongest team right now. Yeah, they really are. If you look at the constructions and constructors and that. Yeah, and not good. only that, but really just how they do on the track. Yeah, they have been good. We have to eat yeah. our prediction up when it comes to them. <laughs> yeah, I'd to love to do it. that. I have cause... to say that is episode two. Like, second to last <laughs> yes. our prediction, yeah. both of us. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, like... I, I'm happy to eat my eat up my prediction about that because I'm glad that McLaren are really uh, a team with a lot of history finally get the car that they were hoping for last season, uh, and they showed towards the start of last season, but then it trailed off uh, completely. So I'm really happy for them. Yeah, me too. Like uh, I want positive surprises. I love those. Yeah, but the last thing I want to mention, though, before we move on from this is Haas. Before this race, they have been said they are fast in qualifying, uh, fast in practice, fast in qualifying, then slow in the race. They came to France. They were slow in practice. They were slow in qualifying. Kevin Magnussen, in an interview, said, uh, 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 hopefully this means that we're fast in the race. So it kind of turned the car around in that sense, but it it wasn't. Oh. Magnussen finished 17th. 
Grosjean was 18th by the time he DNF'd with uh, with nine laps to go. So, yeah, another weekend for for Haas. I just hope they they or I think they just want to forget because there's nothing going right right now. No, I it, think them it, there's and, and nothing Renault going right by many down was, there by uh, down there with Williams. Yeah. Yeah, they are they are second to last in the constructors right now. And they they were tipped to be them and Renault were supposed to be fighting for the top four. Right, or the, that fourth spot. And yeah, they they it started kinda well. Magnuson got some good points early in the season and but since then, like nothing. So yeah. They can't be happy in, the, in that. No, oh, they have to be really disappointed by this performance. Yeah. And wondering what is the fault, because it doesn't seem like they know what it is either. So. No, because that's a pretty... They they, just, that well, should be a just, strong uh, team. Yeah. They should be. Sure, sure, they have their weak circuits, but they also have their really strong circuits, where they're supposed to be, be that really, really fast. And right now, this season, they haven't had a single strong circuit yet. Well, <laughs> uh, that... Unless you count. I would say Australia, Magnuson did a really yeah. good race, but... Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. tr- uh, troubling news. Now, let's move on to the upcoming Australia Grand oh, Austria Grand Prix, sorry. <laughs> Which is going to be held on the Red Bull Ring. Uh, the fir- first race here was held in 1970. By the time it was called the Österreich Ring, it's a 10 corner, 4.3 kilometer or 2.6 mile long circuit where they drive for 71 laps. Now, it has been the Red Bull Ring since 2011. Uh, it was uh, when it started back in the 70s, it was actually way longer, a full 1.6 kilometers or one mile longer than it is today. So it's uh it was not always this really short quick circuit that it is today. Now if you go through sector by sector you start the lap with a very important uh, turn 1 where it's very important to get a good exit because you're coming onto a very long straight all the way up to turn 3 which is another important it's the uphill braking zone uh, not quite a hairpin, but a very, uh, very hard corner. And once again, important to get a good exit here. Another long straight uh, over a, uh, a DRS, a DRS section into a uh, hairpin, and then moving into a kind of quick turny bit of the circuit from really uh, turn five through nine through eight. Sorry. Then moving on to the third sector, we really only have two corners, uh, which which is 9 and 10. And uh, absolutely 10 is a little bit tricky because it kind of leans away. So it's easy to get, understand, and actually drive off the circuit here. So it's important, once again, to to, uh, really have the control over the car and get that power down early down the start-finish straight. So, and... Looking through, I've been trying to, to suss up 
in, in before the race now, what I think, because we start talking about Mercedes Mercedes circuits or Ferrari circuits since they are the top team still, even though Mercedes isn't a class of their own. And looking at the track, I would say that both sector one and sector three would favor Ferrari, while sector two is definitely for Mercedes. But once again, I might be underestimating just how good the Mercedes is. So they might be the best in all three circuits for all I, for all I know. But yeah, it's a difficult, difficult. It's not feel like favorite. favorited for either of the teams right now. So that is at least good to know once you as you get into the race. Now, if you go to what happened here last year, and we start with the constructors' leaders, Mercedes, they had a race to forget because both of them DNF'd. Bottas already on lap 13 and Lewis Hamilton on lap 62. And uh, Bottas with a, uh, a um, transmission failure and Hamilton with uh, loss of power, just his engine dying. So they haven't had <laughs> problems. Well, they have been surprisingly good at keeping their car for, without any kind of problems for a very long time. So, I'm, yeah. I don't think this occurs in this circuit, but it's definitely something to keep an eye out because they definitely want a better race than they had here last year. Yeah, like that. Now, was, because... And uh, Bottas actually had the best out, if you can call it, power out of a corner I have seen for a long time. Yeah. He was like like a for, bolt. <laughs> yeah, he started, uh, I believe, actually first, first or second, and he dropped down to fifth uh, through the first three corners. But then from la- corner three, which you talk about, he got a really good exit out of that, which I said is an exit where it's important to get a good exit. And before, into la- turn four, he was second. So he had an amazing amazing part of the track there now last year was historic because it's the first time a red bull car won on the red bull ring max verstappen so i think he will definitely look forward to getting back here because he seemed to really like that circuit last year and he has not become slower than then i would say rather the the other way around and although he was I would say at best third if the Mercedes uh, reached the finish line last year. That's still part of racing. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how, how good the Red Bull is because uh, I don't know how good this that car is actually around this circuit. No, the, the, that could be really interesting to see because he hasn't really been go, uh, going for first place this, this season. The Mercedes oh. are way too good. Yeah, but the fact that he's been able to uh, maybe sometimes split the Ferrari and even get ahead of both the Ferraris on several occasions this season just shows how well he's putting that Red Bull out there because he's really reaching the the max potential in so many races so far. And he's Red been Bull really, really good in that car. He's carrying that thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I have high hopes for Gasly in the future, but... 
At the moment, he's not quite there. Yeah. I hope that he gets he gets better because he, he yeah I really hope that he become a really good driver but so far this season he doesn't seem to really be there yet so yeah no he's not uh, he's really good I have seen some better but he was he have been having some really good races like Monaco when he was chasing uh, Hamilton like crazy that was an amazing yeah, that- one. Divers for stopping, not Gasly, but oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean for stopping. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I want to mention, though, from last year's race, before we go on to think about what will happen this year, is Haas. Now, as we said earlier, they had a, a year to forget so far, and both Magnussen and Grosjean only scored points in two races. Now. This track last year, they finished fourth and fifth. So, yeah, best of the rest. But because of of uh, three top cars DNFing, they got some really good points here. And, yeah, they, they were really strong around the circuit last year. So I guess they they really hope that they can get back to winning ways. Or not, not winning ways, but you know what I mean. Really get that car going the right way again but yeah that's one of the things that's going to be real interesting because yeah right now it's not looking good yeah I'm hoping for to to break that Mercedes dominance now I like like I've said before I like Mercedes but for the excitement of the competition we need some Ferrari wins or maybe even some Red Bull wins. Yeah. I would be amazing if Red Bull can get some wins. Yeah. <laughs> and Ferrari is behind them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, last year in Austria when it was Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari. Top three. <sighs> but yeah. Unless, even though I said that I think two other sectors is probably pro-Ferrari at this time, I still think that unless some problem with the car, I think Mercedes is going to win this. Yeah, it's really hard going against them right now. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they have any kind of weak circuit anymore, even though they're not the quickest in a straight line. They were still way quicker than I thought they'd be here around Mont- uh, around um, Canada, which supposed was supposed to be a kind of weak circuit. So, at least compared to the Ferrari, it was supposed to be. So yeah, and then you have the factor of Hamilton. Just like Verstappen is able to put every single p bit of that Red Bull out pretty much every race, so is Hamilton. He's able to to extract pretty much every little every little percent of what that Mercedes can pull out, he can put out on the race, in the race. So I think that's that's why they're the two best drivers right now because no one can really get that much out of the, out of the car as those two. No, and that were, uh, that's pretty interesting that, because preseason was a lot of Ferrari. Yeah. That power they showed there. And then this. 
Yeah, there were even thoughts if Red Bull have caught up to Mercedes. And Red Bull was the second strongest team in preseason almost. But yeah. To be fair, the first week, it was probably that way. Mercedes was almost the third strongest team. But that the second week, they brought a new car in preseason. And that changed, changed the table completely. Yeah, like, but I, but, I'm yeah. hoping for, to see some of that power back because I think that in every competition, uh, 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 more even, more better. Yeah, more excitement. Definitely. So yeah, what do you think about this year's race? But well, I can't wait to see what McLaren does again. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really figured out what their strong and what their weak sides are yet, so I would love to get some more information if if I can if I can uh, suss them out by by watching the race, um, and just watching them now the the coming weeks, coming months, just to see what that car is actually made of, what what the strength is, and where it's actually the where the roof is right now for them because they seem really good at the moment. And that's definitely going to be an interesting thing to follow. Yeah. Um, Renault making steps forward. Are they going to try to cement the fifth place? Uh, like fifth strongest team? Um, I feel yeah, like, uh, I still think that that fight is going to be interesting. Yeah, I feel like uh, those kind of parallels or what are name that repeats everything, but will Williams ever take a point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, looking at last year there were only three places from points because since even even they finished uh, both of the cars at the bottom since there were six DNFs. Yeah. So And as I said, that's their <laughs> that's their best bet and here we are, a circuit with last year crossed a lot, but then at least <laughs> I don't know anymore if there's a circuit that really causes DNFs. Like, I thought it was uh, Monaco, but then we went through Monaco and we barely had a single... Did we have a, even a single DNF? Oh, yeah, we had. Uh, Leclerc. I forgot about that. Um, so, yeah. I don't know about Williams. <laughs> because of Giovinazzi's high start in France... I, I always said that Russell's best chance to overtake someone would be Giovinazzi. And then he started at nine positions above. So that was unfair. <laughs> and even though the Haas is bad, it's not as bad as the Williams yet. Um, so I don't know. I certainly think that uh, Hamilton will continue winning. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. He's on a four four straight wins right now. He's in a really good form. Well, my um, hope here is that Vettel will keep it together and come second place. That would be awesome. Yeah, because he is a good driver. If he can somehow challenge Bottas. Yeah, he, he needs to keep his head cool. Yeah. Yeah, he has been... He has been sounding frustrated for a few races. Yeah. Well, I can understand him. I don't think this is where he hoped they would be. Um, 
And I think he has a little bit of a hot head in him. Just seeing what he did after the uh, the Canada Grand Prix, where after the, after they finished the and after they car, parked the cars, you know, the top three placed the the numbers in front of the cars. He went out there and he switched the numbers, so he would say one on his car and two on on by um, Hamilton's, yeah. which I think was a little bit childish, <laughs> but I think that's a little bit of his hot head. And he said on the radio, like, I'm angry, he said after the, after the race. So yeah. he didn't want to calm down <laughs> at the time. Oh, yeah, so. wasn't it last race? By the way, when was that? It was the last race, or when was that? He actually said, I'm not trying to kill him. Yeah, that was last race. Uh, I was moving into, oh, I, th- I think he might have been in Q3. Yeah. Uh, or Q2, one of those. Leclerc was behind him, and he uh, <laughs> Leclerc wanted Vettel to to pick it up, so um, so that Leclerc would be sure that he would get one last run before the end of the qualifying. So <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was, and uh, what Vettel heck? just uh, calmly responded like, uh, like yeah, we have we have plenty of time. I'm not going to slow down. I don't aim to kill him. Or something like that. That was a paraphrase. It wasn't yeah. accurate. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that sounded so strange when you heard it out of context. Yeah, it did. <laughs> what? Who, who, who thought you were going to? <laughs> yeah, it's not... It wasn't... He uh, wasn't actually going to kill him though, so that's cool. Yeah, that, it was that, a figure of speech. Yeah, that's nice <laughs> that he's not going to kill him. Yeah, that's better at least. Yeah. So, I I hope for for in this one, but sadly, I'm when it comes to Williams, I think they're going to be last for a few races again. Yeah, they need to find a, a circuit again where they can be. It can be that, that, a circuit that that tailors to their strengths. Exactly. Those yeah. that they have, um, so that they can hopefully challenge some of the cars at least. Yeah, and I have high hope for McLaren also here. Yeah. Can they continue like this? They just might. Yeah. Right now, it seems like uh, why not? Exactly. They they're going strong. <laughs> And yeah, it would be like it was already uh, in, uh, I believe it was in in Bahrain. Yeah, it was in Bahrain, right at the start of the race, or, or quite early on at least, signs was actually keeping up with Verstappen and and oh, yeah, uh, battling Verstappen on track. Yeah. And that time he got, he uh, the car got, got, um, got a little bit of damage and he lost some pace. He had to go into the pits and that was the end of his his race when it came to challenging for he points. Was, he was driving but, amazing in that race. Yeah, already then you could see a little bit what now shown to be a really good car from the McLaren. So I can't wait if, if they can keep this up because that would be amazing. Yeah. And it's kind of sad for Fernando Alonso. <laughs> He's had a little bit of a... Um, a thing that whenever he's joined a team is right where they go through in a worse patch. 
and right as he leaves that team, they have a better year right after again. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's happened a few times now throughout his career and then he left McLaren last year and now they're having their best year the best uh year in a long time. So if you you should if you're gonna so. bet how it goes for a team better or worse, maybe you should check for, look out for him. Yeah. Oh, Fernando Alonso joining them, then they're going to bad year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a bad driver in any way, in my opinion. Oh, no. He's not. He's just been incredibly unlucky. Yeah. I think he's still one of the better drivers. Like last season, he was still one of the better drivers, I would say, on the grid. It just happened that he wasn't the second slowest car, pretty much. Absolutely, towards the end of the season. And uh, if you're in the slow cars, that can't save you. Maybe a few spots. Yeah. You can uh, catch a few spots up, but not the whole way. Mm-hmm. That's what I actually think is exciting with Formula 2 and IndyCar as well. They're using the same cars. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Because they're, they're having some... They talk about some changes coming for 2021. And it was supposed to be the deadline, I believe, now at the end of June. But they uh, they moved it forward to the end of October just to have time to kink out those last details and and make it, um, like, finish, close all the potential loopholes and stuff before they happen. Yeah. Uh, since F1 teams are really good at finding the loopholes and exploiting them. So... The FIA needs to do their best work to try to find all the loopholes and close them before the F1 teams got their hands on the new rules. So exactly because. I but what 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 we heard so far, it seems really interesting. Some of the changes they're doing. Yeah, and the, I like a. Uh, they're yeah. trying to make it more competitive. Yeah, a money a money roof or cap, as you say. Uh, where you can't have above a certain amount. I don't remember the this amount exactly, but uh, they're trying to to make it uh, more even and even also easier for new teams to get in because they know what's going to cost ahead of time, you know? Yeah. Because money and, has broken down yeah. some really good teams over the years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a sense, Williams is on a very dangerous edge right now because it's it's expensive to be in, in Formula 1, and right now they're not winning anything, so they're not getting as any kind of big money in. So, like... Yeah, it's really expensive. I think if they, they weren't, a, so, uh, if, if they weren't that, uh, like, had so much money, I think that Williams would be on the brink of having to say bye-bye to F1 because... But... Hopefully they will be saved by the 2021 time, and yeah. hopefully by then they can have a good car again. So, and yeah. I hope we could maybe get some new team sooner or later. We have space for it. Yeah, yeah. It was only a few seasons ago there were 22 drivers or 24 drivers even on the grid instead of 20 that is today. And every, every track in the world can fit 24 drivers on a grid, I believe, as well. So that's not a problem. And I would just meet two more teams. And, and that would make it Still, easier. only 10 points, probably 10-point basis, probably. But yeah. And so it's, almost, it's always interesting to see more drivers, more teams having yeah. their chance at F1. So 
Well, they didn't BMW. Absolutely, have a team? if we get some more even playing ground as well. Yeah, but didn't that BMW have a team a long time ago? Yes, they did. And uh, well, there were many, many big, but they were yeah, they were one of them definitely. Yeah, I also heard that we yeah. have had a team in F1 that has been rich as heck, but that didn't help them. Yeah. I can't remember which team it was, but it's not like they, they talked about it with Mercedes with all their money. And to talk about it, actually, I think before this upcoming race, the pre-talk uh, where money doesn't solve your problems because they had all the money they could have had. They, they had uh, the equivalent of the money compared to the teams around them would be in the same or even maybe even higher than Mercedes have right now compared to the lower end of the the field. So, but they didn't know what to do with the money. So yeah. they yeah. spent the money in the wrong place. I and they, actually they heard didn't that get a good car. their budget was kind of ridiculous. It was almost, you can yeah. spend anything. Yeah. But yeah, they, they didn't get success with it at all. Also, you, you, know, you need to know what you're doing and stuff in the right way yeah f1 is not an easy sport it's uh that's why you can have cars that just these minor little things oh no we're we're two tenths too slow around the lap but it's really hard to find those two tenths because they're so <laughs> there's so much around an f1 car that does Every little thing does a small difference, but those small differences add up to a big difference in the end. So you really need to know what you're doing if you're supposed to work with an F1 car. So that's also why I think I, I like it so much because it's all down to the smallest little detail and the little smallest detail that can make such a big difference in the end. Yeah, so now it's time to round up this episode. And uh, yeah, it's been fun doing it as usually. And uh, yeah, I'm doing it once again. Do you know what the next race is? Yeah, it's Silverstone. Darn it. (laughs) Maybe for the last time. Oh yeah, that's a special one. Yeah, it's been a lot of talk with with the Dutch Grand Prix returning and the Vietnamese Grand Prix coming for the first time ever. Uh, into next season they've been talking about Spain they've been talking about about uh, Silverstone to uh, remove them from the F1 calendar so it might be the last time but we'll know more about that I think before the end of the year but yeah so yeah that will will be at the 14th of July would that race be actually Mm mm-hmm that will uh, give us two weeks of this. <laughs> yeah, it has been fun recording. I hope you think it's you had a nice time listening to it. And yeah, that's all for us for this time. We will be back for the Great Britain or Silverstone race. So yeah, thank you for from me. That's it. Bye. Bye.